Welcome to the Help for Wounded Spirits. This podcast exists to reach those wounded and suffering through life's trials. And now your hosts, Dr. Doug Carriger and Mrs. Stephanie Wesco. Great to be back with you folks as we move along through these podcasts, these songs in the night or psalms, which we know means songs. And uh, God still has us over there in the book of Psalms. And we're in Psalm number 78 and we're moving along and, and uh, God's been good to us. Just a little bit of housekeeping for you folks so you know what's going on with us. We have about another two weeks of this voice quality and then we've hired an organization to work with our voices. So we may even sound better, Stephanie, here in another week or two. Uh, who knows, man? It's going to yeah. be crazy. But when you hire things, they get more expensive. So prayerfully consider, you know, just a, a monthly, small monthly crew where uh, we're trying to sign on 20 or 30 people at 10 bucks a month to the Wounded Spirits for the podcast would change everything for us. Or, uh, you know, a handful at 50 a month. But uh, anyway, as we move along, uh, we got Stephanie with us. She's uh, and, and I also wanted to housekeep on. So we we finished uh, our last podcast that you just listened to on Friday was podcast 287. And today's podcast is podcast 287 Alpha to try to get the numbers aligned. We added some uh, podcasts on weekends back around the holidays. So you could listen to Stephanie's testimony as well as mine. And somehow our number and system got messed up just a little bit. So you're going to have two 287s in a row, but one's going to say Alpha, which is today's podcast. So with me, as always, my friend, uh, my fellow host here, uh, my knucklehead identifier, uh, <laughs> expert of all things knuckleheadedness, Stephanie Wesco. So Stephanie, catch us up there on this Monday morning. What's going on? Well, good morning, Doug. Um, here in Indiana, it is beautiful. We have the sun shining, the birds chirping, the weather warming up. I mean, it's currently 63 degrees. You can't complain about that. So um, I'm rejoicing in the Lord this morning. Oh, rejoice in the Lord. Yeah, he makes no mistake. And uh, yeah, so we're rejoicing. We have good weather over here on South Carolina side. I went for a uh, walk early this morning uh, and uh, was able, God allowed me to walk about six miles this morning. And I noticed that the allergies are a little heavier, but uh, it, you know, it's that segment again, Stephanie. I think it's my turn to answer the segment. So I'll, I'll let you go ahead and ask the question from the knuckleheaded moment here. Well, Doug, um, could you let us know today what would be a good label um, a good way to identify a knucklehead. I mean, you might be a knucklehead if... Yeah, you might be a knucklehead if you cut off traffic. So they've been working on 85 South in South Carolina since we've lived in South Carolina. So since 2012, they have torn up lanes and all that. And you have these knuckleheads that drive up at the last minute and cut in front of you. They almost hit Big Red. Now, Big Red is a truck of character. Big Red is a, a, a you know... Big Red does not need to have a dent. Big Red does not need to be a hit. So if you're driving like a fool out there on the highway, drive somewhere else, all right? 
Don't cut in front of people. Be kind. Be godly. You might be a knucklehead if you're not godly when you're driving. And uh, if, if something happens to you, you stick your hand out the window and shake your fist or worse than that, or you start moving your head around like you're possessed on the exorcist or something, I don't know. <laughs> you might be a knucklehead. If you cut in front of traffic, you might be a knucklehead. I mean, anything you want to add to that, Stephanie? No, Doug, I think that's that's pretty much summed up. Yeah, that's kind of summing it up, my dear friends. And so we're going to move over. And so, Stephanie, since last time we've come together, uh, Stephanie actually had a vein procedure. So this is her second leg. She had that done yesterday. So continue to keep Stephanie in prayers. It, it, it kind of knocks her down for about seven to ten days where she can't fly and, and do quite the traveling she wants to do. And She's just waiting for that leg to heal, and she'll have a little more work done on that. But uh, by the time you hear this, it'll be about six days from now. But keep her in prayer. Pray they're going to have to do a few more uh, vein surgeries on her legs, but they're all coming together good. And before she's done, she's going to have like 18-year-old legs, I think, you know, with all that work being done. I don't know, uh, but I'm just glad. I hope they are uh, very healthy. Now, Stephanie, as we went through this psalm last time, we... The more we go through Psalms, the more I think a couple things. I think David had PTSD. I think Asaph, the Psalm we're going through, had PTSD. I think to qualify as a Psalm writer, Stephanie, you're going through junk, okay? You just don't, you know, they're not picking the, the person up on the mountain to write these Psalms. They're, uh, they're, picking, they're, uh, uh, they're picking the people who've been through the junk. And, and we know, folks, that you guys listening have been through the junk as well. And uh, so we, we think it's, this is a great opportunity for us to stop and think about how did our psalmist, how did these, you know, so far we've had Psalms of David and Asaph. How did these guys handle things? How are they handling pressure? How are they going through things? So I'm going to ask Stephanie to go ahead and read for us today. She's going to read, starting verse 22 of the book of Psalms in 78. She's going to read through verse number 39. Because they believed not in God and trusted not in his salvation, though he had commanded the clouds from above and opened the doors of heaven and had rained down manna upon them to eat and had given them of the corn of heaven, man did eat angels' food and he sent them meat to the full. He caused an east wind to blow in the heaven and by his power he brought in the south wind. He rained flesh also upon them as dust and feathered fowls like as the sand of the sea. And he let it fall in the midst of their camp round about their habitations. So they did eat and were well filled, for he gave them their own desire. They were not estranged from their lust, but while their meat was yet in their mouths, the wrath of God came upon them and slew the fattest of them and smote down the chosen men of Israel. For all this they sinned still and believed not for his wondrous works, Therefore their days did he consume in vanity, and their years in trouble. When he slew them, then they sought him, and they returned and inquired early after God. And they remembered that God was their rock, and the high God their redeemer. Nevertheless, they did flatter him with their mouth, and they lied unto him with their tongues. For their heart was not right with him, neither were they steadfast in his covenant. But he... Being full of compassion, forgave their iniquity and destroyed them not. Yea, many a time turned his anger away and did not stir up all his wrath. For he remembered that they were but flesh, a wind that passeth away and cometh not again. He remembered. 
They were but flesh. Stephanie, here we go again with all the things they're forgetting. Here we go again with all the things people aren't giving God credit for. You know, we, we live in a very dangerous spot, I think. I, I don't know how you felt when you were reading that, but I think we, we live dangerously when we don't recognize with prayer of thankfulness, when we don't thank God, when we don't acknowledge what God's doing in our life, when we don't pray the way Christ has taught us to pray. And I mean, these people, I mean, what are you thinking? Coming right out of the chute there with verse 22, uh, what's what's coming to your mind? Well, I mean, I think the long-suffering of God um, comes through powerfully um, as you see what God did for his people over and over and over again, how he took care of them, um, you know, when they were murmuring and complaining about wanting me, he sent them quail, and just the many ways he showed his compassion and yet how quickly they would fall from him, how quickly they would return to murmuring and to um, despising him, despising his leader, uh, Moses. I mean, it's just, yeah, it's, it's, it's a very sad passage, quite honestly, just to see how quickly we as human beings, because we're all the same, um, how quickly we slip, how quickly we fall away from the God of our salvation. Yeah, and I, I think, you know, right away in that verse number 22, Stephanie, when you read that, I mean, it kind of stopped me breathing for a second because it reminds me of 2021. It reminds me of contemporary times. It reminds me right now of where we are because they have believed not in God and trusted not in his salvation. So even going back to you not remembering all these things I've done for you, Right away there in verse 22 on that transition into this podcast, into this devotion, he's saying they don't even trust me to get saved. They're not even trusting me and my plan for their salvation, yet I'm their God. I'm the one that plans salvation. I'm the one who prescribes it. And I think that's why we have to be so careful, Stephanie, with salvation. I, there are so many new groups popping up on Facebook. These people are recovering from this, recovering from that. Some of them good, some of them bad, some of them are... Uh, have no idea what's going on with salvation. Uh, some people are doing this. Some people are trying to change the way in which God provides salvation. That's always been man's attempt. And I mean, what do we say to people who are listening to us today who are forsaking, you know, they're not trusting in Christ for his salvation? What, what do we say to them? What's our message? Probably the most important message out of today's, you know, the contextual uh, reading here the text the most important message is what well there is salvation in none other than the lord jesus christ um i love the verses for there is none other name under heaven given among men whereby we must be saved and um to come back to the fact that what jesus christ proclaimed when he was here is still the truth and that is where jesus said i am the way the truth and the life. No man cometh unto the Father but by me. And for us as Christians, we easily, we easily always put that just with our eternal salvation, which obviously that's a massive part of the puzzle. But the other massive part of the puzzle is that even after we're saved, he is still the way. He is still the truth. He is still the life he is still our life and we still can't come to the father but by him having that relationship with him having that walk with him and um 
I mean, we have so much more light today than the children of Israel had. We have the whole word of God at our fingertips to study, to know what that way is that we're to walk in, to know the truth of who God is, to to understand that he is our life. And um, I think the responsibility on us is that much greater, that much more, in a sense, um, sobering that we can know the Lord Jesus Christ, not only as our personal savior, but as our life on a daily basis. And the fact that that's, um, that's still the bottom line truth of the Christian life. Yeah. And, and it <clears throat> probably the greatest truth of all time. And, and, and so folks, I guess Stephanie just pointed out a biblical, you know, Bible is everything. Bible words are everything. Our words aren't important. But when, when you quote verses saying there's only one way. And, and then, Stephanie, and by the way, great job on that. But then look, it says, though we had commanded the clouds from above and opened the doors of heaven and had rained down manna upon them to eat and had given them of the corn of heaven. And then verse 25, it says, men did eat angels food. He sent them meat to be full. He caused an east wind to blow in the heaven. And by the power, he brought in the south wind. He rained flesh uh, also upon them as dust and feathered fowls like as the sand of sea. And I mean, we could stop here anyway, but I'm going to stop at this first and say, you know, God opened the windows of heaven, Stephanie. He's given a manna from heaven. He, he's got birds. He's got Kentucky Fried Chicken flying around him. He's got, he's got things happening with these people, yet they're not appreciative. What does it take? I mean, what are we looking for as human beings? What does it take, you know, those of us listening right now, what does it take for us to understand that God's given us a lot? What does that take? Well, I mean, it's a scary thing. What every, I would, I would hope, I would love to think that it doesn't take that much for us to draw nigh to God. Um, that God doesn't have to put us through something tragic, something devastating for us to realize who He is and who He wants to be in our lives. But I think that question is going to be different for every person. Amen. Uh, yeah. I think it's. In the state of your heart, is your heart open and seeking God? Are you? And that's the point. That's where we, that's where we had to go. That's why Stephanie's one of the greatest co-hosts in radio history here, because every one of us has a price, Stephanie, and that price has been paid by Jesus Christ. But what we do, our pride, our haughtiness, our less than integrity, our rumor calling, name calling, knuckleheadedness, craziness, that life we live. You know, I mean, it's it's all of us. Yeah. We we've got to push that aside. Even Thor's on our side out there barking about it, saying, uh, yeah, "Uncle <laughs> Doug is right." I'm translating what he's saying. He's speaking he, in he tongue. He's saying it, and he is. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but I think I think folks, we need to understand what's the price for us to get right with God. What trials do we need? What mm -hmm. tough things do we need in our life? What do we got to go through? And I'm not equating all trials with something bad that we did in our life, but I am equating all trials with making us better human beings and Christ-like. I am equating all trials with helping other people be better human beings and Christ-like and helping people get saved, most importantly. And I, I mean, we're, we're dropping food down. We're dropping flesh down. Kentucky Fried Chicken is coming right in the area. You can catch them with your uh, T-shirts, whatever. Uh, 
I mean, they got a pretty good lot going on there, Stephanie. I mean, things are things are going okay right now in the wilderness. Yeah, I I think um, what what shocks me is when I look at this passage, we got to remember this comes after all these things that you know you can go to Exodus and. Um, I think it's mainly Exodus that you'll read a bunch of these stories that expound on these verses, but all of this came after the Red Sea. And when I look at this, I think to myself, if I had been through a Red Sea experience, surely I would trust the God that if he could part the Red Sea, he can do anything. If he could, if he could part the Red Sea and cause it to collapse on the Egyptians, he can take care of my physical needs. He can take care of my food. And then I look at my own life and go, but I have seen God do Red Sea level things. And there are still times that I doubt him. There are still times that I rebel against him in my heart. And that's when you realize I'm no different. We're no different. Yeah. We're, we're, beings the same way that the children of Israel were. And I think for, in my own life, it causes me to just get before the Lord and say, God, I don't want you to have to do. I don't want you to have to judge the way you had to deal with your people. I don't want to have that in my life. I'm surrendering to you um, of my own free will before you have to put me in that um, almost like it feels like I was being put in a press, you know, where they're getting that oil smashed out of them because that's what the children of Israel had to experience for their, for them to come back to God was some of them died um, where God just would send those judgments on them for their wickedness and their disbelief, their unbelief, their disobedience. And, and yet the, at the end of this passage we read, we see how God is a, full, a God full of compassion. And the only reason he didn't destroy them was because he remembered that they were but flesh. And I think it reminds me again that the bottom line of our Christian life, it's not about the list of rules. It's not about um, yeah. trying to meet a status quo. It's about a relationship with Jesus Christ. And that was the bottom line. The children of uh, many of the children of Israel, not all of them. We had the Joshua's, we had the Caleb's, we had um, Aaron and Moses and Miriam. There were Israelites that God points out to us who loved the Lord with all of their hearts. But overall, it was like the nation of Israel they had seen God do all of these things. They saw him leading them through that pillar of fire, that or that um, pillar, that cloudy pillar during the day and then the fire at night, and that they still doubted him. It wasn't, they didn't have a relationship with him. They weren't seeking to know him the way Moses knew him. They weren't seeking to know him the way Joshua knew him. And God offers, he's not a respecter of persons, and he offers that level of relationship to any person. Who will seek him draw nigh to god james says and he will draw nigh to you and i think it just is that this passage is a challenge to me of i don't want to be god gave us the children of israel as an example are we going to be like them are we going to learn from the, the mistakes they made and seek to know the lord draw nigh to him on, of our own accord, without God having to take us through those things to purge us, to to refine us, because we were too stubborn to seek Him on our own. Yeah, yeah, no, that's great, and 
I think just a quick look at these last verses here, and then we'll, t- we'll close up with this. But it said, uh, So they did eat and were well filled, for he gave them their own desire. They were not estranged from their lust, but well their meat was yet in their mouths. The wrath of God came upon them and slew the fattest of them and smote down the chosen men of Israel. So, folks, there's another reason to lose weight right there. Yeah. For all, <laughs> for all this, they sin still and believe not on the wondrous works. Therefore, their days <clears throat> did he consume in vanity and their years in trouble. When he slew them, then they sought him. They returned and inquired early after God. And they remembered that God was their rock and the high God their redeemer. Nevertheless, they did flatter him with their mouth and they lied unto him with their tongues. For their heart was not with him, neither were they steadfast in his covenant. But he, being full of compassion, forgave their iniquity and destroyed them not. Yet many a time turned he his anger away and did not steer up all his wrath. For he remembered that they were but flesh, a wind that passeth away and cometh not again. So, you know, there's a lot going on in those last verses, Stephanie, and suffice it to say, I, I, went, I went through those verses to get us to the point where we come to that he slew folks, Stephanie. He, he had to get people right, and one of the ways he got people right is he slew people. And uh, he looked for the fattest ones, the ones who were grabbing all the manner and complaining, I guess. I don't know. Um, But isn't it a shame that God has to get our attention in that kind of a way? It is. It's sad that we would um, that we would drive God to that in a sense. You know, he's he's over and over. We're told he's a God of mercy and compassion. But he's also a God of holiness and that we would that we would drive him to that point where he feels the need to deal with us and that, that that's the only way he can get our attention, I guess, is the bottom line, that we drive God to that point um, is a very sad thing. It is sad. And uh, I think that, you know, so what's the practical side we're walking away with today? A lot going on. Uh, you know, it starts off with they're not even trusting God in their salvation. They're being reminded of the many things God did. God's providing manna. He's providing Kentucky Fried Chicken. There's good things going on. And then all of a sudden we get to this place, Stephanie, where he's having to slew people to get them back into where they need to be. Yeah. And, I mean, when does that end? So the practical side, folks, is we don't want to have to be dragged by God. Now, we, we, we are in the age of grace. We're in the, the church age. I get all that. But I don't, I don't want God to have to prod me or do things to me for me to remember to thank him for the food he provides, for me to remember to thank him, like Stephanie said, these Red Sea miracles that she's been through. We don't don't need to go through those many things to understand that God uh, is a great and wonderful God, and we have a responsibility, friends, no matter what we're going through. It doesn't matter if we have PTSD. It doesn't matter if our hearts are hurting. It doesn't matter if things in life haven't turned out the way they wanted. It doesn't matter if uh, our, you know, we're having a bad day with our family, our spouse. None of that matters. Can I tell you, folks, I've been on this earth, and, and what I've known in this earth, nothing's changed. You always have the ugly people calling names. You always have, and sometimes that's been me, Stephanie. 
You always have the people doing bad things, and God's like, I've had enough of this. Will you just recognize me and what I'm doing? I mean, isn't that what we got to walk away with today? Yeah, yeah. I think coming back to the fact of there's there's always going to be those who choose to reject um, the truth of who God is. It's our, each of us have the choice of what we're going to do with God. I think of the song, What Will You Do With Jesus?, that Ron Hamilton wrote years ago, and each of us has to choose what we're going to do with him. What are you going to do? And yeah. Are you going to serve him? Are you going to come to him and look to him? Or are you going to make a mess of your life and make God um, come down harder than he would have wanted to if you had just, you know, surrendered? <laughs> yeah, yeah. So surrender's a big deal. So, well, thank you, Stephanie. I know that you picked out a song. Uh, what song? <laughs> what song do you have for us as we close up today? So I have um, Come Thou Fount of Every Blessing um, yeah. just reminded me there's parts of the song that talk about who God um, is to us that just reminded me of the end of this passage. Okay. Well, so you're going to go ahead and sing the first verse and chorus to us? Sure. Okay. Yeah. Come thou fount of every blessing, tune my heart to sing thy praise. Streams of mercy never ceasing, call for songs of loudest praise. Teach me some melodious sonnet, sung by flaming tongues above. Praise the mount, I'm fixed upon it, mount of thy redeeming love. Amen. Thank you for listening to our podcast today. It is very important to all of us at Help for Wounded Spirits that you know your Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. The Bible is very clear with a simple salvation message. You can know today. First, you're a sinner, for all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. Second, there's a price on sin, for the wages of sin is death. Third, Jesus paid that price for you, but God commendeth his love toward us in that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. Lastly, you must speak it with your mouth and believe it with your heart, that if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus, and shalt believe in thine heart that God hath raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. For with the heart man believeth unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made known unto salvation. Simply ask the Lord to save you in Jesus' name while believing in your heart, and he will. Please contact us if we can help you in any way. God bless you. Doug and Stephanie, thank you for listening today. We hope this podcast has been a blessing in your life. For helpful resources, more information, or to donate to help this vital ministry visit us at woundedspirits.com.